The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. For Fortnite. Jordan Clarkston and Hawks put out an APB for their defense. Talking about it right now here on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Hey, Bob, let's get it. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, E-Dub. Welcome in. Welcome in, man. Episode 14 of Season 8. Talking about uh, some Atlanta Hawks basketball. Tonight, they took on the Utah Jazz. And unfortunately, they fall 116 to 98. A lot to talk about. Things are getting a little spicy. A lot to talk about. And we're going to give it to you guys like only, excuse me, um, like only we know how to do it. You know how we don't pull any punches. We're going to call it like I see it. And uh, it is going. It's going to be what it's going to be, y'all. Listen, we got a lot to talk about, man. First thing first, let me get rid of some of this housekeeping. Big part of what we do is on the social media front. So if you are on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, make sure you are following us at HawksBeat. Uh, that's what that's our our handle for uh, all of our social media. If you're on Facebook, just search the HawksBeat and you'll find us there. Um, what else? Oh yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Listen, five star ratings. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. So if you listen on Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast, go by, swing by, go ahead and click that five stars and let the folks know that you are down with the Hawks beat. <laughs> we would greatly appreciate it. And um, yeah. So now that we got that out the way, we gotta talk, y'all. We gotta talk. We gotta have a family meeting. We gotta sit down and talk about these Atlanta Hawks, man, because there is a lot going on man a lot going on 
Um, the Hawks misplaced their defense, man. <laughs> they misplaced their defense, and I normally I normally save you know the post game stuff for the third segment. But I think I may dip away from that. Let me see. I, I, I'm going to check and see if I have some of my post-game post sound ready. But some of the things that Coach Nate said after the game and Coach Trey, not Coach Trey, that Coach Nate and Trey Young said after the game is very interesting. Very interesting. Looking at the box score, very interesting. There's There are several takeaways that I think that we can take away from the game. But um, let's start from the beginning. <clears throat> let's start from the beginning. Utah comes in as one of the best, well, not one of the best, pretty much the best team in basketball right now. What they, well, they came in with a 6-1 and one record, <laughs> and they're leaving with a 7-1 and one record. So um, the Utah Jazz are a team that is the sum of their parts. They have Donovan Mitchell, who is a dynamic star in this league. and um, But they run like a well-oiled machine, and that's who the Utah Jazz have always been. They've always been a team that um, they, they run like a... Um, I don't, I don't even know like I don't even know like how to describe them, but they just always have a synchronicity about how they play the game of basketball. That's how it was with their teams in the '90s, and that's how it is with this team now. And so you're going into this game. Donovan Mitchell does not play; um, he's out because of an ankle issue he's having. And you would think that okay, maybe there's going to be a step back or or, or maybe a letdown. The Hawks are coming off a um, the second game of a back-to-back there. So maybe the fact that Donovan isn't playing is, you know, that can maybe help you out a little bit, you know. Um, not the case. <laughs> not the case. Um, Jordan Clarkston picked up the slack in a just a phenomenal game. I mean, we'll get into the details a little bit more, but this man, once he got going, I'm going to tell you, man, there wasn't nothing you can do to stop him. I remember I'm I'm watching the game. We were at the game, and at one point, DeAndre Hunter's in his chest. I mean, you cannot play better defense on this play. He's in the corner. Shot clock is going down. Jordan Clarkston is going between his legs like he's in an and one video. He must have done three just straight dribbles in between the legs. Boom, 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 boom. Splack act. <laughs> Nothing but the bottom of the net. Hits the three in his mouthpiece. And there is literally nothing you can do but just credit him for making the shot. I mean, DeAndre played superb defense on that play. But he just, he once he got going... It was a wrap. It was a wrap, and there was nothing the Hawks, anybody on the Hawks team could do to stop him. Unfortunately, while Jordan Clarkston may get all of the headlines, um, everybody else was cooking too. Like, they scored 41 points in that fourth quarter. I know we haven't even, like, started really the game uh, talk portion of the game, but um, 
second half, man, their defense was just terrible. It just wasn't good at all. First half, the offense wasn't really that good. In the second half, we're like, oh, we're not playing a good offense? Hey, let's go ahead and one-up it and not play good defense in the second half. And so before we get into, you know, the second the second segment and we, we dissect the game, I will just say this. I said this probably around the summertime. And it was, you know, it was good. Everyone's getting their money and everything's cool, right? And so my thing was always this. My question is always this. And if you have an answer for this question, I want to just put this out there. And I want to put it out there and I don't really have an answer for it. My question has always been this when you look at the makeup of this team. When your star doesn't have it going, when your star, your star is Trey Young, when he doesn't have it going, and he's obviously gotten off to a shaky start this season, when he doesn't have it going, who's going to be the guy? Who is going to be the guy unequivocally? Who was going to be that guy? Who was going to be the guy that said, you know what? Trey's struggling a little bit. Let's get on my back. The problem is, sometimes it might be DeAndre Hunter. Sometimes it might be John Collins. You know what? Sometimes it might even be Cam Reddish. But there is no unequivocal number two on this team. Like you can say it, it might be DeAndre. Like I mean, you DeAndre he's slowly getting into that role, right? He's slowly getting there, right? Put up nine shots tonight. He put up nine shots, the same amount of shots Kevin Herter put up. Like I mean, if he's that guy, somebody needs to let him know, because he sure as hell don't know. <laughs> and another thing, you look at the stat sheet. Trey put up twenty shots tonight. The next highest shot total, nine from DeAndre Hunter and nine from Kevin Herter. Those are the next two. So he doubled the shot of input of of the next highest guy. <laughs> and after the game, um, and I'm sure, like, I don't want to take this out of context. but And let me see if I can find the quote because I don't want to misquote him. But I think it is relevant for our conversation. Okay, so I'm not going to try to like misquote him and I don't want to like be accused of taking anything out of context. So let me see the quote. Let me pull up the quote and I want to read you what Trey said after the game. Um, One second. Let me find the quote. All right. Here it is. Um, So I'm not sure what the question was, but Trey was just talking about like. You know, him just not being himself. And here's what he said. I think Chris asked him the question. Shout out to my boy, Chris. Chris Kirshner. Uh, He said, I'm not being myself. I'm not being aggressive first. I'm trying to get everyone involved and trying to look for everybody in scoring second. I think that's messing up my rhythm and a lot of my shots. I'm going to tell you why this. (laughs) I'm going to tell you why. I find this a bit problematic because if you look at tonight's stat sheet, if you look at tonight's game book, Trey is saying that, look, 
I'm I'm not being who I am because I'm I'm starting the game out and I'm trying to get everybody else involved first. But I really need to get myself going first to get you know back into my stilo, and then just maybe make give it get everybody else involved secondly. Now, if you're getting everybody else involved first, and you're shooting twenty shots, and the closest person next to you has only got nine, what is it going to look like when you said, you know what, I think I might need to shoot a little bit more? <laughs> like that's that's the question I got for you, right? Like if you think that you're shooting a little bit and like not enough, or maybe you need to come out shooting a little bit more, bro, you had twenty shots. DeAndre had nine shots. John had seven. Clint had eight. Bogey had six. I don't think the solution is you shooting more, bruh. Like I really don't. But, you know, I and I don't I don't think I'm taking that out of context. You know, let me know if if you think that I am, you know, and, and hit me up by all means on Twitter. At Hawks Beat. Let me know if you think I got it wrong. But I don't think the solution for him to get back on his stilo is him, you know, <laughs> taking more shots, scoring first. Bro, you taking all the shots right now. You taking all of them. After the game, also, uh, Nate McMillan was, was very frustrated by his team's lack of defense. Um, I'm going to save that until the third segment and when we really go back and look at um, – feedback from the coaches and 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 some of our media stuff that we were able to get so i'm going to save that for the third segment what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break right now um let my sponsors get in here for a quick hot second and on the other side we're going to break down the game look at the numbers see what the numbers are telling us talk a little bit about takeaways and see what is next for this atlanta hawks team you're listening to the hawks beat podcast i'm your host edub we'll be right back this segment is brought to you by manscaped hey guys what's up it's edub i know you guys have heard our manscaped read by now and i'm here to tell you listen it's not too late to get that below the belt trim that some of you are in desperately need of listen manscaped not only has top of the line waterproof trimmers keep the hedges nice and clean but they also have boxers lotions colognes to have you feeling and smelling so fresh and so clean so head over to manscaped.com use our promo code hawksbeat for 20 percent off your entire order and free shipping once again that promo code is hawksbeat for 20 percent off and free shipping she'll be glad you did All right, folks, we are back. Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 14 of season 8. I'm your host, E-Dub. Walking you through a Hawks loss against the Utah Jazz tonight. They fall 116 to 98, and it really was, excuse me, it really was a tale of two halves. Um, The first half, specifically the first quarter, uh, they took the game of basketball back. (laughs) <laughs> a couple of decades and the score was 15 to 16 
at the end of the first quarter. So I don't know if you could say the Hawks were playing really good defense because nobody was really making shots, right? I mean, you can say, oh, yeah, they was Ding them up. Like, it was 15 to 16, guys. And however you think that was, like, if you didn't watch the game, and if you just look at it and say, whoa, that's got to be tough. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm letting you know. As somebody that was at the game, it was a tough watch. And I'm not even going to lie to you. Even the second second quarter was a tough watch. When they scored more points, uh, second quarter, it was it was they were locked even at 24. Um, they started to shoot the ball a little bit better, but still 24 points in a quarter. And it was a very un what's the word I'm looking for uneventful first half. Um, there wasn't really much to. I really didn't even have a lot of notes. I was just like, okay, yeah, Donovan Mitchell's not playing. Like, okay, Hawks get out to like a 9-5 lead until, you know, the first turnover. Um, But I really didn't have that many notes because it was just so, it was, it was bad basketball. Like, it was bad basketball. And I'm not going to front, man. Like, if it was good basketball, I would tell y'all it was good basketball. But it wasn't good basketball, you know. I thought the defense was okay that first half. But, like, shots weren't falling on either side. So, do you credit that to good defense, or is it just, hey, shots wasn't falling? I think uh, the truth is always somewhere in the middle, right? Like, I think the truth is always somewhere in the middle. But <clears throat> to me, the game really got going in the second half, third quarter especially. Um, Hawks come out the gate in the third quarter, got the starters again, and so now we're starting to get a little rhythm, right? Um, Utah scoring, and it's like I got the feeling that the Hawks felt that maybe they can just outgun this team because it seemed like the defensive focus in the third quarter just left. Like, nah, we're not finna play no defense on these boys. We just gonna outgun them, right? Like that's what I got the feeling was. Like we just gonna outgun them and see who got more bullets in the chamber. Um, they had more bullets in the chamber. <laughs> they had more bullets in the chamber. Uh, and, and initially they was, they was rocking with them. They were rocking with them. I'm going to tell you this. Um, they put up 34 points in the quarter. You know, the Hawks did, but the jazz put up 36. And like I say, every podcast, like 30 something points in a quarter is really good. They shot 50% from the field, 9 of 18. They shot 4 of 7 from 3, 57%. And normally, guys, that's a good metric for, like, shooting. They hit all 12 of their free throws. They got to the line 12 times, which is a good offensive metric. However, 50% and 57% is good, except... When the other team shoots 60% and 66% from three. They shot 14-23 from the field. And yeah, they only outscored Jaw by two. But I had the feeling that they were just... It felt like the Jazz were in control of the game. To be honest with you. To be completely honest with you. And I know in that third quarter, I think at one point the Hawks had a nine-point lead. 
but Jordan Clarkston went to work in that third quarter. He went to work, ladies and gentlemen. He had 15 points in the quarter and only played six minutes and 57 seconds. Didn't even play the full quarter. Didn't even play the full 12 minutes. He played six minutes and 57 seconds, and he put up 15 points for the Utah Jazz. And to me, like, he got going, going in that third quarter. And what did you answer with? Nothing. You didn't have nothing for him. You couldn't even outgun him because none of your shot. I mean, you, you, you didn't really have it going like that. Trey Young was one of six in that quarter. And my thing again, what I asked again in the first quarter, if your money man isn't money, what are you going to do? What's the plan? You're certainly not going to fall back on your defense because you're not a defensive team like that. But if your money man's not making the money, what are you going to do? What's your second option? Trey puts up six shots. Who put up the next most shots in that quarter? Kevin Herter. He put up four and he made two of them. Salute to him. He had four points in the quarter. But that's not going to get it done. It's not going to get it done. Not against the Utah Jazz. It might get it done against the Orlando Magic. You know? But it's not going to get it done against the Utah Jazz. One of the better teams in the NBA. Um... It's still a close ball game, though, at the end of three. It's still a close ball game, 70, <clears throat> excuse me, 75 to 74. And so you're feeling good about yourself. And I'm thinking, man, I'm going to stay all day to this game because, like, I usually dip out a little early, you know, so I can beat the traffic, get home in time to catch the press conference on Zoom, right? I'm like, oh, I might have to stay here for this one. Nah, <laughs> not necessarily the case. Uh, the fourth quarter was kind of a, a when the separation happened. That's kind of when the separation happened. I had mentioned that the Hawks were up uh, at one point in the third quarter. And I don't know exactly what the time was when that lead went to dissipate. I do know this, though. From, I think, toward the end of the third quarter till a certain point in the fourth quarter, Utah outscored the Hawks 58 to 30. <laughs> like 58 to 30. That's like almost double your production. Like, I don't know what in the world happened to their defense. I mean, you go from being down like six to up 20 in about a 15 minute span. That's what Utah, Utah did tonight. After the game, a very, very frustrated Nate McMillan was just like, if guys aren't going to compete defensively, I don't know what you want me to do. You know, like, <laughs> he didn't say that, but you can tell that's what he meant. Uh, and again, he said this uh, plenty of times, and I've, I've probably mentioned this on every podcast. I know I have at least in the last three he said, when we are hitting shots, we carry that to the defensive side of the ball. We need someone out. He said, we need someone out there to gather us and help us get stops. I'm going to see if I can get that 
exact quote for you and see if I can get the physical audio for you to hear what he is actually saying in that in that message right there. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. He says we aren't hitting shots. We carry that to the defensive side. Right. And so you look at your stat sheet and you're like, okay, well, who's not hitting shots? (laughs) Right. Like who's not hitting shots? DeAndre seven and nine. John is four of seven. Clint is four of eight. Bogey's three of six. Trey is eight of twenty. I'm not trying to start some. You do the math. You do the math. He said we not hitting shots. All you gotta do is look at the stat sheet and say who not hitting shots. You know he's talking about we need a defensive presence. You know, and and Nate is not a guy who's gonna come out and say hey. We need, we need everybody to compete a little bit more on the defensive side. He's not going to call one guy out and say, hey, I need a little bit more from you on the defensive end. He's not going to say that. But I tell you what, you can sure as hell read in between the lines. You can sure as hell read in between the lines. He said, you know, the first half we were solid. He's like, we need a spark. We need someone that's going to defend. And that was a question where um, – one of the reporters asked him about Lou Williams. He's like, yo, what's the, what, what is the process in going with Lou Will over DeLon Wright? Or how do you evaluate that? And he's like, I got to evaluate every position. He was like, every position. <laughs> he didn't say every position except point guard. Not saying that Trey ain't going to be no starter or nothing. That's silly. But he's like, I got to evaluate everything. You know? I particularly, I, I, I really thought that we were going to see DeLon Wright more and lose Stead tonight. But again, like I always say, like, I was talking to my guy Rashad, you know, shout out Rashad Milligan. Um, and I was like, I, I think that he goes with Lou, and like I say all the time, because he, he is somebody that um, he is comfortable with. I personally would like to see a little bit more DeLon Wright, see what the boys got in the tank. You know what I'm saying? Y'all paid all that money to bring him over here. He's the guy that's supposed to patch all the, uh, you know what I'm saying, that second unit up. From a point guard standpoint, throw him out there. We know what Lou can do. You know, we know Lou's a little older in the tooth. You know what I'm saying? Get the boy a shot. So, I mean, I, I think that uh, Nate will probably make some changes. And um, it's going to be interesting to see how he does his rotations um, on this West Coast road trip. It's going to be very interesting. But uh, we're going to take another quick break. On the other side, we're going to get into some fan feedback. And we are going to uh, – let me see if I can pull some of that, some of those quotes from Nate McMillan um, about uh, what he said in the post game. So uh, stay tuned. Keep it locked. You're listening to the Hawksbeat Podcast, Episode 14. I'm your host, Edub. We'll be right back. This segment is brought to you by Tillman's Trinkets and Things. Custom jewelry ships straight to your doorstep. Every piece will be uniquely yours. So if you are looking for some custom bracelets or necklaces, go see our guy Jonathan at TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Again, that's TillmansTrinketsAndThings.com. Tell him the Hawksbeat sent you. You'll be happy you did. This segment is brought to you by 
Dow Family Wellness. Are you dealing with pain? No, I'm not talking about the pain when your team loses a ball game. I'm talking about back pain, neck pain. <laughs> well, listen, you need to go see our guy, Dr. Rick, the chiropractor of the Hawksbeat podcast. Whether you've been in an auto accident, you may be an expecting mother, suffering from migraines, any type of neck pain or back pain, Dr. Rick is here to help. Dr. Rick and the good folks over at Dow Family Wellness use the latest in computerized technology to diagnose your issues and they have affordable cash plans. Here's what he's doing for our listeners. Consultation, exam, digital pics, computer scans, and an adjustment all for $37. Yep, I said it first time visit, $37. So call our guy, Dr. Rick, 470-395-3478. That's 470-395-3478. Stop letting that pain fester. Call Dr. Rick at Dowell Family Wellness. Tell him the Hawks Beat sent you and take the first step to living pain-free. All right, folks, let's get it. Last and final segment, Hawksbeat Podcast, episode 14. I'm your host, E-Dub, and uh, talking about a Hawks loss. And uh, a lot seems to be going on in Hawksland tonight. A lot seems to be going on in Hawksland. And uh, let's look at some of these post-game quotes. And I wanted to get the sound, but uh, apparently my recording option wasn't recording on the Zoom <laughs> when Nate McMillan uh, said. But check out my girl, Jamelia. Uh, check out her uh, her YouTube. She should have the, the Nate McMillan press conference. If you haven't seen it, it is worth your while. Um, just some things that I want to point out. He said uh, 77 points allowed in the second half. He was like, I can't explain that. I mean, he got to he he was obviously frustrated by his team's inability to get stops tonight, and it showed. It showed. Um, somebody asked him about Lou Will, and uh, the quote he said, uh, "He's like, we need a spark." Somebody asked him about like the Lou Will and Delon White thing. Like, what is your? How do you evaluate those two guys and on who gets the playing time and who doesn't? He was like, I, I got to go. He was like, I got to evaluate everything. His his quote is this. He was like, we need a spark. We need some energy to lift us. We need some guys that will go out there and defend. We need two-way players and not all of your energy focused on one end of the floor. So, I don't know, man. Like, that sounds... That sounds weird to me. Like, I don't know if he's, and I don't think he's being passive aggressive, but like, for him to say we need two way players and not all of your energy being focused on one end of the floor, like, is he talking about certain players or is he talking about one player? Is he talking about them as a whole? I don't know. Like, I'm inclined to think that he's talking about several players. I don't think he's talking about DeAndre. DeAndre been out there playing defense, playing, you know, sticking the the, the hardest, the, the, the team's best scorer every night. John Collins has been playing good defense. Clint Capella has been playing decent. Like, he, he hasn't been playing the defense that he played last year, but it's certainly nothing to really sniff at. 
with Bogey and Trey, I mean, you kind of know what it is. Like, I, I, I wish, like, I could just, I wish he it would get to a point where he'd be like, all right, well, here's what I'm talking about. He's not. So, you got to do a lot of reading in between the lines. And I thought some of Trey's quotes were just, listen, they're going to get a lot of run. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're going to get a lot of run. One of the quotes that he said tonight that is uh, really making the rounds uh, on Twitter tonight is, where is it? Where is it? Let me check my notes. He said, he was like, I'm not being myself. I'm being aggressive. No, not. I'm looking for the one where he said something about um, the regular season being boring. <laughs> Here it is. This one's making the rounds, guys. I'm telling you. And I'm sure you, if you're on Twitter, uh, you probably have seen it. Um, he said, Trey Young on the difficulty uh, of sacrificing in the early season. This is his quote. He said, I think guys are learning that. We're no longer the hunters. It's regular season. I'm not going to lie. It's a lot more boring than the playoffs. You got to find motivation to play like the playoffs. Bro, what are you doing? Like, you can't be out here saying that the regular season is boring. Like, you cannot do that, bro. Like, you're the leader of this team. And, like, I understand, like, that may just have been a bad choice of words. And I'm not going to bang him on that. I'm not going to bang him. But you can't say that. You can't say, like, yo, this is boring. That more boring than the playoffs. Boring is a word you don't want to use, brother. Because it makes it sound like you only ready for, like, you only want to play when the money's on the line. You only want to play when the lights is bright. And I know that's not who he is. But, bro, that's not going to play well. That's not going to play well. Because cats, they want to see you ball whether you're going up against Kevin Durant or whether you playing the Magic. Right, like you can't, you can't, you, like they want to see you ball regardless of who you playing. Cats ain't, ain't worried about. Oh man, this is just a regular season game against the Dallas Mavericks or or whatever run of the mill team. They want to see you ball every night. Folks pay good money to get up in that arena, good money, and they want to see you ball. You know what I'm saying? Right now, you're not balling. You're not balling, dog. Like, and and I think that you will. I think that you will. I'm confident that you that it's going to come around. It's a long season. Another quote he said was, "We want to treat every game like a playoff game. I think we've gotten away from that, and we're kind of just playing for flow. And everyone wants to feel good, but if we're not winning, it doesn't matter. We need to get back to how we were playing in the playoffs." I am, uh, and let me say this, and I'll just be done with it. I am really, really, I'll say it to you like this. I'll say it to you like this. And you guys know, I try to be careful with my words because folks, folks really don't have much nuance. So I like to think about what I say before I say it. And I mean, he said, I think we're just playing for flow and everybody wants to feel good. But if we're not winning, it doesn't matter. We need to get back to how we were playing in the playoffs. I'm so tired of this team talking about the playoffs already. 
Like, that's last year. Dead that. Like, stop talking about that. Like, that is last year. It's like, I just feel like this team is still living in last year. I think that whenever a reporter talks about last year, you're living in last year. Like, you got to turn that page. And I said at the beginning of the season, I said this team's ability to forget everything that happened last year because this year is totally different. You're going to have new obstacles. You're going to have everything is going to be new. You're going to have to build it again over. You're going to have to build it again. And so last year, like, like get that out of your system, bro. Like, it's this year. Like, nobody cares about last year. Nobody that matters really cares. You know what I mean? Like, you got to do it again. Like, it was cute. It was a good run. It was a hell of a run. But, like, you got to start over, bro, brick by brick. And I don't think they realize that. I, I, I don't think they realize that. Like, you got to build a brick by brick. Like, you got to start over, bro. You got to start over. And I think that that, that is uh, one of the things that is um, that this Hawks team is dealing with. Among other things, I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that there's several things that, that, they're, that they're dealing with. So um, let's get some fan feedback in here. Let's get some fan, fan feedback. You guys had a lot to say tonight, and I love it. I love it when you guys talk back, and I love it. I love to hear your opinions. Even if we don't agree, I just love to hear what you guys have to say after tonight's game. Um, obviously, a lot of frustration uh, setting in with the Hawks going below the 500. Um, <laughs> Behind, be, below the 500 mark and and I'm laughing not because of the Hawks loss but the first person that chimed in and if you're new here one of the things I always ask is Hawks fans I say fan feedback Hawks fans uh, what were your thoughts takeaways on tonight's game and I normally ask for the player of the game but uh, tonight I forget. I was I was just doing some stuff and I, it just slipped my mind. So I didn't ask for a player of the game. But you guys had plenty to say about uh, your thoughts and takeaways for tonight's game. And I'll go and I'll go through and um, I'll read a few of them. Uh, Matt Lanta <laughs> he said, "We need some milk." <laughs> We need some milk. That's what he said about this Hawks team. We need some milk. Shout out to you, Matt Lana. Thanks for checking this out. Um, at A. Fonzo on Twitter said, what and where exactly is our offense anymore? I think the offense was, was it showed up, but, like, the defense just went into the hole. Like, the defense, it was just, yeah, you know. I don't know, you know. Um, my guy checking us out again, Brad Jarrett, 67 on Twitter. What up, Brad? It's my guy. Uh, he said, JCM bogey got to have more shot attempts. Ball boom as a team stopped. Once Utah bench got hot, where is DeLon Wright? It's a good question. It's a good question. <laughs> my guy, DeWan Goodwin said, we still haven't established a rhythm. Not enough ball movement, not enough cuts to the rim. It's been challenging to watch. Yes, very challenging to watch, especially tonight in that first half. Uh, yeah, it was a lot. D-Man, 644 on Twitter, said, There is 
no energy. Uh, he said, I asked earlier, had we taken a step back? Ooh, ah. <laughs> um, and my guy, Yuri, uh, everybody knows Yuri. That's my guy. Uh, he said, this team is still sloppy and won't play a lick of defense. Shaking my head. He said, Nate better handle this BS soon. <laughs> Your guy Yuri is the ultimate Atlanta sports fan from coast to coast, man. That guy gets around. Shout out to you, my brother. Thanks for checking out, checking us uh, out with the fan feedback tonight. In closing, man, I think that uh, when I look at the totality of this Hawks team, I think that there is a a mentality shift. That needs to happen. And while everybody is saying the right things of, oh, we got to get, you know, we got to come together. We got to play defense, this, that, and the other. Yada, yada, yada. It kind of rings hollow to me right now because I kind of still get the sense that these guys walked in this place thinking that, oh, everybody got their money. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got their money. Now, like, you know, we're going we gonna to be, you know, the third or the fourth seed. I don't I think they kind of underestimated the fact of having a little target on their backs. Not saying that they, they're not aware because Trey already said, like, hey, we're the we're the hunted now. I think they understand it, but I think they underestimated the fact that t- teams like Cleveland going to go at you. They coming at you, bro. You know? I think that I think they underrested the, the fact of this. And here here's my analogy. Last year they built a nice house. They built a nice house and they got to all the way into the Eastern Conference Finals and they had plenty of time to build that house and put a lot of bells and whistles on that house. But a storm came through called the off season and it knocked out your house. Now you got to build another one, but to build another one is going to be harder because you're not going to have the same equipment and there's going to be obstacles. And now you got to figure out how you're going to get past these obstacles to build that house. But you got to build the house and it's going to build it brick by brick, you know. So um, that and this team's got to start playing some defense. Like, they got to start playing some defense. And it's, it's not, you know, it's got to be beyond just DeAndre Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's got to step up. Everybody, including even including Trey and Bogey and them. Like, everybody got to step up. Like, these guys, y'all got cooked. And, and no disrespect, you know, Utah's one of the best teams in the league. But y'all got cooked on multiple nights. Defense just wasn't there. It ain't no shame to lose to Utah or Brooklyn. But you got to get in where you fit in, and that's going to make the difference between being a championship team, a playoff team, a play-in team, and a lottery team. That's going to that's gonna, that's gonna be what the difference is. But we'll talk about it more as the season goes on. The Hawks, uh, let's take a look at their schedule. They're about to hit the road. And uh, <laughs> when I tell you that this upcoming road trip, uh, somebody asked Nate tonight whether the road trip would be a blessing in disguise. <laughs> Nate was like, mm, 
it could be, I guess, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. But tomorrow they will take on the Phoenix Sun. So you got to fly all the way to the West Coast, play Phoenix on a 10 p.m. Uh, Western Western time game, you know, uh, after playing the back-to-back. Then you're rewarded with playing the Warriors on Monday. You got the, the same jazz again on a back-to-back, <laughs> back-to-back on Tuesday. You get a couple of days off, and then you got Denver, and you come back home only to play the champs, the Milwaukee Bucks. And then you got another back-to-back, and you got Orlando coming in here. And you know they're going to be going for blood because they're going for blood every night because every team is better than them. <laughs> oh, boy. It is going to be a fun season. And the Hawks beat's going to be here all season long. And, um, yeah. So stay tuned for um, more Hawks beat podcast. As the season goes along. Also, before we before we leave, um, I'm going to put out some information. But we are looking for an intern to help us with our College Park Skyhawks coverage. Uh, we have been credentialed to cover the College Park Skyhawks. So if you know any young journalists or people that are interested in media that would like to um, help us out with um, our coverage of the College Park Skyhawks. Uh, reach out, send me a tweet, message me on Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me at epowell, that's epowell, P-O-W-E-L-L, at thehawksbeat.com. That's epowell at thehawksbeat.com. Don't forget the, the thehawksbeat.com. So, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode 14 of season 8. And uh, like we always say, man, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. So if you don't know him, you need to find him and show him some love because that is all he is showing you. L-O-V-E love. We out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.